0: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Firing Synapses. This is a show all about exploration. I will learn what makes you, you. This includes your hobbies, passions, whatever else drives an emotion. However, if you want to come on just to vent about what's currently bothering you, I'm perfectly fine with that as well. My goal for this show is for you to have a good time, learn something, and have the opportunity to talk about what you normally would not get a chance to share with others. Thank you and enjoy. Hello everyone, and welcome to the show for those return listeners. I thank you very much. I appreciate all the love. For those of you who are new to this endeavor, I am your host, Matt. On today's show, I am joined by the host of Flapping Guns Podcast. You know him, you love him, MetaWorld Thief. How are you, Meta? Uh,
1: <laughs> MetaWorld Thief, aka MetaWorld Jesus, aka MetaWorld Hoops, because we have some breaking NBA news.
0: All right. Well, we'll save that for after the intros. Uh, also on the show, the co-host of Flapping Gums Podcast, the first time on the show, please welcome T Mac. Hey, T Mac.
2: Papa, up how machine belly in the house. Thank you for having me on this podcast. Uh, it is an honor and a privilege. How are you?
1: Um, for the record, he's not the co-host of the Flapping Gums Podcast. He's just a frequent guest. Yeah, and a I'm good a friend.
2: co-host on that podcast. Don't even start.
0: Well, I think you said he's got the most uh, guest appearances, so kind of that's like co-host by proxy. He's he's introduced me as his co-host. I don't know. Would, you, he...
1: would you call Brian Redband the co-host of the Joe Rogan experience? I think Yes, not. for
0: quite a while. So also on the show, closing out this group, I have the host of Strangers No More. Please welcome Zach. What's going on? Happy to be here. Can't top any of those intros, but... Yes. <laughs> Pretty fancy. Yeah, see, but I figured I I, I throw T Mac and, and Meta in here. They go pretty much with everything. They're like um um uh, I can't think of a good e- explanation of what everything goes with. They're like the color black. They go with everything, you know.
1: <laughs> I have I have yes and tattooed on my pelvic bone.
0: So today I I was excited to talk about our topic, which might get shifted slightly or a lot depending on the fire of, of this crowd, but. I, I was planning on talking about music and bands and things that you know of that nature, genres we like and we don't like. Because I was, uh, I was on Zach's podcast the other day, and I was sharing my cornhole love. The way that sounds is is worse than it is. But we somehow we got into music and things that we don't like, things that I do, and my answer across the board has always been Christmas music. I uh, I can't stand Christmas music and uh you know it might make me sound like a Savage. psycho but that's i don't know if it's my upbringing the message behind it it's just something about that what was the, the h- upbringing what do you mean by that well so i come from a single single parent house my uh, father was never around uh my mother was working oh you that's know, why you're so nice yes <laughs> my mother was always working i was uh you know at my grandparents house which is fine they were loving grandparents uh, but I never really got into like Christmas and things like that, like decorating and stuff like that. So I don't know if all of that encumbers the I don't like Christmas music and you know, everyone else. And, uh, is... It's funny because it makes
2: sense because my family never celebrated Christmas. So I never got in the habit. And that, you know, growing up, that was always like demonized, like oh, I gotta listen to this Christmas music this year. I would,
1: I would like to elaborate a bit further, T Mac. Was what? raised as a Jehovah's Witness. All right, and they are not allowed to celebrate any holidays. So this is, this it's good to have my fact bit, checker with me. This is yeah, good. it's a little bit beyond. I
0: dad that when of, I was ten. You want to throw that out too? Jeez, I was. <laughs> being a met somebody, somebody by the river. I
2: was being conservative.
0: So I, I know Zach had something to say about that. I mean, I, I I'll break in for you because uh, Christmas
3: music.
0: Yeah, Christmas music. I mean, all right. So like, I'm actually Jewish.
3: So, I don't celebrate Christmas. Got nothing against it. But I think Christmas music is I don't think annoying is the right word. It's just it's overplayed. Like there're definitely a few Christmas songs that I like, but there's not many. I think overall it's not great. I don't think the new Christmas music's good at all. Like it's it's unlistened. You know,
1: okay. So, this is something as a music producer, this is what I find fascinating. There are only like two or three new Christmas songs. One of them is Mariah Carey. All I, uh, all I think about is you. Dream about is you. Whatever you know what all that song is? is. All I want for Christmas, Christmas is you. Yeah, that one. And then, and then no, there's it's all
2: I want for Christmas, bro. So I'm trying to throw the like, you in there. It's not gonna.
1: Happen. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> that one, um, the George <laughs> Michael cool. song. The what song? The George Michael song. And last dun, dun. Christmas. Yeah. And then, like, maybe one random joint here or there. But most Christmas music happened before the 60s.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. All those tracks that you listed of new songs are, what, 30 years old at this point?
1: At this point, yeah. And those are the only modern Christmas songs. That's the point.
0: I have
2: one uh, undeniable Christmas bop, and that is Dominic the Christmas Donkey. Hmm. Dominic. The Christmas
3: hee haw hee haw no <laughs> no. Him, no
2: he substitutes for the reindeer because the reindeer can't uh, go over the hills of Italy. So there's Dominic the Christmas donkey. Yeah, that's huh. a bop, bro.
3: How does a reindeer get to Italy? Well,
2: that's why there's a donkey because he don't can. they fly. Yes, we can't get over the hills of Italy. So there's a donkey, and it's Dominic, and he's the Christmas donkey. It's a bop. so those.
0: Donkey. Those hills are indefinite that the, the, you know, the flying reindeer can't make over some type
2: of... Here's what I'm saying. I didn't write it, but as somebody who has no steak in Christmas, no dog in the fight, it's the only Christmas song I've heard that I'm like, I'll bop that every time I hear it.
0: Right? I don't think
1: there's a situation in which you don't have steak.
2: Fat <laughs> jokes. That's nice, Meta. That's nice. We're devolving to fat jokes. Could I throw in a, a music genre for consideration in this? Absolutely. Uh, I was thinking hair metal
0: see i i don't like I, as someone who's in the metal community i don't think of hair metal as metal i think it's like shouldn't be it should be its own category it's like oh i'm gonna listen to some hair metal yeah you, know, you can just say hair music because the metal part just makes it seem like it's cool or it's good but i that yeah this the spandex and well i'm not i'm not a, i'm not this thing, the, the big bulge in the sweatpants and the hair and you know, the hairspray. but
2: <laughs> It's just hard to differentiate the bands. It's like you listen to something, and you're like, is that poison or rat? Or who is this?
0: Cinderella. You know, there's there's like six lists of who it could be. And it's like, yeah, I guess you're right. Because that's, that's actually one of the games that my wife and I play in the car is guess the band and the artists. And then whenever what is what is hair metal? Like, what do you define as hair metal? So anything, I would say, by Cinderella, Rat, Poison, Winger. Sister. Um, How about this?
1: A- How about this? As a dude who's not into rock music, I would describe it as an outsider, as people who did metal music, like pop metal, with huge hair, lots of makeup, and tight female outfits. Glamour? In rock? the 80s. It, kind I of. See, yeah. But that's a fine line.
2: The, is a there's fine a fine
1: line between glam rock and hair metal.
2: Because hair metal, hair metal is not the New York Dolls, because the New York Dolls kills.
0: Okay. See, I mean, you could kind of almost start to throw in, um... Oh, man, why am I, am I drawing the blank on here? Motley Crue. That's... I would almost kind of... They're kind of glam hair metal for me, which is another... Bro,
1: this is, like, meant to be because last night... I was watching Cobra Kai with my girl, and this dude, this dude took another dude to uh, a D. Snyder concert, and it wasn't him and his band; it was D. Snyder as an individual. And I'm like, you know what? I hate hair rock.
3: And then I just started listing off people. Zach, what do you think about hair metal? So I'm not really like a fan. Like it just, I never was into it. Like my parents were never into it. But you mentioned Poison. Did any? This is going off topic a little bit, but I think if you mentioned Poison, I'm going to think of Brett Michaels. Did anyone watch his show? It was amazing. Yes, he Rock was of amazing. Love. First so, at least three seasons. He's ridiculous. He's a ridiculous human being. Did and you have a favorite girl that. on
2: that show? What? Did you have a, fi- a favorite girl on that show? I was a... D- yeah, yeah D-
3: Brett Michaels. That's,
1: that's where they I was were going rough, <laughs> They were all
2: rough. <laughs> I was a Daisy De Hoya fan myself. They were all... Uh-huh. Uh,
3: pretty rough but he,
2: britannia was on that show britannia was
3: pretty odd he he's like he's, he's such a nice genuine person he really is he really is i was like he's a good guy but he is like absurd like i don't even know how to describe him isn't it ironic how brett michaels is really he acts like he's Shawn michaels Shawn would- michaels yeah, i remember him
0: who's his marty tenetti then
2: Oh geez, that's a whole different discussion we could have, right? About his recent confessions. But now on that, just to wrap that up, because I was actually gonna say that, Zach, you took the words out of my mouth. One thing is it seems like it's not great for the bands for hair metal because I actually don't really like the music, but I usually like the lead singer, like uh D Snyder, you know, Brett Michaels. It's like
1: I kind of love those guys. You're just naming people that I hate.
0: Fair enough. I was gonna say, like, D Snyder stuff that he like he just put out recently is Good. Well, it's cheesy, but it's good. It's not like that same style of music where I think it's like metal is metal. Ah! I feel like Motley Crue,
3: like the lead singer, wasn't like the first person you thought of. Yeah, because it was
1: a crew.
0: So I, I can only really think of Vince Neal, and he's not the singer, right? What about Tommy Jones or Tommy, Tommy Oh, that's true. Tommy Lee Jones is a drummer.
2: Tommy
3: Lee Jones, the guy who played the Joker? Yeah.
2: Fire. He didn't play the Joker. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones didn't play the Joker. <laughs> you roasted yourself. Now that's, um, K- that's K from men in black, right? Yes, it is. I do like the wrestling talk. Tommy Lee Jones was a drummer. Yeah. Uh, I just, I thought it was- <laughs> I, I maybe you guys would like this. So let's say you are Shawn Michaels and a band in this genre is, uh, Marty Jannetty. Who, what band would you kick through the window? I am personally going to take rat myself, I'm not a big rat fan, especially the way it's spelt. Thank you got one, Matt? We'll skip over Meta.
1: I have a good analogy. Um, I would say Blink-182. Blink-182 182. Blink 182 is Marty Jannetty and the Rockers. And Mark Hoppus just put Tom DeLonge through a window, and Tom DeLonge ended up being the real one in the end.
2: Damn and I hate that you have a point, but
0: Matt,
1: do you have one? What band would you
2: in this genre, or any genre maybe?
0: Well, I mean, if you're were, we're going to keep in the same genre, I would probably go with like. Uh, Ooh, or you could pick a different genre to kick through the window.
2: So yeah, so you could change the game up
0: anytime. You want. So it's so we're saying that it's there are two kind of like people uh, start at the same level, and then one just rises up, and then just like dumps the other one under the bus, right? Yeah. God, I, God, I love how much like you know like about the wrestling. Jackson Five.
2: <laughs> I can't stand up right
0: now. <laughs> so um. Uh let's see. Who, who? Um, so, are are we talking about almost like a, a, a Dave Mustaine, Megadeth uh, getting, yes. getting kicked out of Metallica type of thing? You yeah, know, and before Meta
2: mentions it, Dave Mustaine grew up a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> Did he? Yes, uh, till his mid twenties, and that was uh, where a lot of the songs from Megadeth came from. From Owen Hart? <laughs> oh my God! Why are you gonna bring Owen Hart up? Uh,
3: I I, I already kicked somebody through the window, man. Rat Zach, who you got? I don't really listen to metal. I don't know much about it. You got a genre you want to kick through the window? An ex-girlfriend? Anybody? When you say kick through the window. Like
2: uh, you're turning on your partner, right? So whoever it was, whatever genre, whatever person, who are you kicking through the window of irrelevance? Because after they go through that window, they have no relevance anymore.
3: The window of relevance. Great, great question, honestly. Uh, I don't like country music.
2: I will kick that. I will let you kick that through the window. That makes total okay,
3: sense. Okay. i okay. Okay. So if I was going out with somebody and they mentioned they liked either country music or they loved someone like Taylor Swift, I'm um, I'm here to immediately there. Like I I do I will say I do understand why people like it, but it's not for me in the slightest bit. Like I can't, I can't get with it.
1: Zach, can I can I ask you to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So, I hope you got.
3: That's why I'm here,
1: meta world. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Love my name, by the way. You, sir, in all of your great honorable honesty, I would like to know how much you have delved into the genre of
3: country music. Enough to know I don't like it. So, let me explain okay. my thoughts on country. No, music. no, sir. No, uh-uh. You are the one on trial.
1: I'm the one asking the questions. How dare you respond Sir. to a
0: question? How dare Sir. I respond? Okay, keep going. Irrelevant. <laughs> this is a one way conversation, all right? This is me asking jury you, not strike you. that from
1: the record. I would like to next I ask said you. said you have mute
0: abilities, right, Matt? Yeah, I do.
1: <laughs> Can we set him on a 20 second timeout? I would like to next ask you what are your qualifications regarding music? And your opinions on music,
3: do you play instruments or I'm just asking? No, it's a a good question. I mean, does anybody who listens to music really have qualifications? You kind of just like what you like. No, but I'm asking, do you do you play music? Do you? okay. Okay. fair
1: enough. I rest rest my case. No further questions.
2: Why would that matter out of curiosity, though? He's kicking music through the window. I had it on my list and I'll give you the exact reason. I listen to a lot of music.
1: You asked me a question and then you cut well, me off.
2: just like no. you did. Exactly. Now you're getting it. Good job. You're... How
1: many mute him?
2: but no, he will not. Why country uh, is because I've listened to a lot of country songs and I even have liked like a Rascal Flats album, but I've never really had a song that's country break into my top 10 or 15 or 20. And yes, I thought about um, Johnny Cash. I- I've looked at a lot For the of-
1: record. I muted myself in my headphones because I can't mute Tyler and I'm just talking. I don't even understand what I'm saying, but like, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. Johnny Matt, Cash, bro.
2: You were saying how how much have you looked into country music, Zach? So I, I didn't <laughs>
1: ask you that.
3: Are you Zach? Meta give you the floor. Yeah, let him let uh let Meta ask. If you got any more questions, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, Go no, first. I just wanted
1: to know what what turned you off from country music. Generally, that's what I was getting to, because I don't know if you know, but many modern songs that are like huge hits have been reworked from older country songs. Oh, I know that. Yeah. So like many standards and, you know, different variations of hit songs have been reworked to be more modernized. And Uh, uh, first of all, okay, yes, you answered a question I want to know. You do know about that. And my opinion is. Or not my opinion. My question is, okay, so what's up with country for you? For you.
3: Sure. Like, okay. Like, um, like T-Mac mentioned, older country is definitely better. Like, it, I can appreciate it more. Yeah. Like, new country, I feel like has blended pop a lot. And I just don't really, it's just not my thing. Like, do you ever just, it just, I just don't like it. I, I just, call that Florida music it is like Florida music panhandle. It's just not, it's not my vibe. Right. Like, it's just not, it's not my thing. Like, it's not, it's just not good. I mean, everybody likes what they like. They like what they, you know, they don't like what they don't like. Like, right, right, right. It's called spade a spade. Like, you know, like I'm sure there's music that I like that you guys don't listen to. and like, that's cool. I get why people don't like certain music. I'm also the type of person that like, I can appreciate
1: something out of any song. Oh, excuse me, burpees. But I, I think to your point, a perfect example is something like Jolene by Dolly Parton. Right. Like in one night she wrote Jolene and um, what's the song from The Bodyguard?
0: Nine to five.
1: No. What? Whitney Houston sung the song and The Bodyguard. I Will
3: Always Love You. I Will, I will Always, always love, you. love
1: You. So she wrote Jolene and I Will Always Love You in the same night. Both of those are fire songs. You can extrapolate them and scale them out to any different genre, whatever you want to do with them. Those are just well written songs. And yeah, you're right. Older country is much better than current country. And like I was saying earlier, I don't consider what's being marketed currently as country. It's either some form of like country pop or, like I said, Florida music, which to me, Florida music. Is, it is it is country music for white people uncomfortable with black people because they talk about the same... They talk about beers, blunt,
0: trucks.
3: roads, good times, summer. Yes, yes. Same yeah. formula. I'm telling you, I've said this before. You give me the six core elements of country music, I can make a hit. For real. Yeah, and it, it could be a rap song too. Could be a rap that, song. That's
1: why old country road hit. It struck a nerve
0: so like i was telling zach uh on his show i've never been a huge fan of country but like i definitely can understand why some people like it and why it's uh you know likable but i'm just not going to go out of my way to put on a country station to listen to song however if it's on i'm not i'm not going to change the station so i'm just going to le- let it play because some of their, you know, their beats, their rhythms, theirs, eh, their, their their lyrics are whatever. But uh, I was also telling Zach that my other form of general across the board, like don't like, is like mumble rap uh, or pretty much anything that's. Let's talk about it. Well, let me get that. Definitely any, anything that's like I want to say like produce, where it's it's somebody on a computer making beats, and I know Meta, you pretty much do that. However. I, I I'm come from the school that I like a person playing an instrument, a drum, a guitar, a bass. And if one person is throwing all those beats in, it's not really music to me. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely talent, and it takes skill to do that. But if I have the choice of someone playing the song with instruments or electronically, I'm going to take the one who's playing the music, uh, the instruments. Um, And I don't even like electric drums. I think that's also cheating.
3: Yeah, I agree with you.
1: Honestly, if I could take every single beat I ever made in my entire life and I could hire, had the budget to hire a band or an orchestra or whatever it took to manifest this beat, I would do that every single time. And that's what Kanye West does. And let's not get into the politics or the opinions of Kanye West. But as a producer, he does go the extra mile and he will sample a song and he'll, he'll program the beat on some sort of hardware, equipment, whatever, what have you. And then he'll go and he'll hire an orchestra and a band to go and replay the beat and make the best beat you've ever heard in your life. So I agree with you when you can, please
3: do live instruments overall. You know, Kanye, I'm a really big fan of. I've seen him in concert like four times, and he's probably one of the best rap producers of all time. You can't really argue that. The catalog speaks for itself. Yep. Now, his last few He albums, literally changed the culture twice, at least. Right. Not only his first few albums he produced solely himself, but more recently, he has assembled an amazing group of producers that help him. So if you look at like his producers... He's always done that. Right. No, but, like, if you look at... um, His first album was written by, like, GLC and Rhymefest. If you look at the album credits of his first few albums, the whole album's produced by Kanye. Every beat. Kind of. Not really. Look it up. Look
1: it up. No, 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 no. I don't have to look it up. It's one of those things where it was... It was very label political, where D-Dot, who is his mentor did a lot of the heavy lifting on the beats and then he had outside people actually contributing, but because, because of the structure of his contract, he wasn't able to actually afford to give people writing credits. So what he did was he was paying people upfront money. So, like I said, his first album, lyrically, um, the, the words were written by GLC Rhymefest and uh, there's a third dude that I, his name is slipping my mind right now. But like, it's one of those things where you like, you give a dude 20 grand and he writes half your album. You know what I mean? And same thing with the beats. And he even admits in documentaries where he says like, yo, I bit this off of this dude. I bit this off of this dude. Blah, blah, blah. And then I hired this guy to mix it. And it's like, you know, mixing is half the battle. It's it's a very convoluted situation. And that's just how the game is. And I still love Kanye to the death of me. But let's be real. As someone who has worked in the industry, there are certain situations like my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. This dude took maybe, let's say like 80 people and he cycled them in and out of Hawaii.
3: Yo, that's a crazy you know I've what I mean? About that? It's nuts. Yeah. And there I, are people uh, look at, look at, uh,
1: you know, people like uh, Boy Wanda who just go great. out there and they just pump out beats, pump out beats, pump out beats. And Kanye is just here like, yeah, let me get that. Let me get that. Let me get that. And at the same time, he has John Bryan in, uh, uh, in orchestral master who plays literally every single instrument. And this is him on his second album, late registration, And he goes, and John Bryan goes and is able to play every instrument to uh, support the hip-hop background. So what he would do is he would do drum breaks, and he would do samples, and he would do this and that. And then John Bryan will come on with some, like, really obscure synthesizer hardware from, like, the late 70s. And he'd be like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I know I'm sounding ridiculous right now,
3: but yes, that's exactly what happened. No, you're not sounding ridiculous. No. You know, the thing with I, what I feel like with Kanye is like the inception of the beat starts with him. You know, like it, it, it yes. comes from mine. There are definitely people that influence it. But I think what. Zach, can I ask? Can I ask a question about that? too far down the road you're going
2: uh you both seem to know about that hawaii thing and i had never heard of that i don't know if matt's heard about it but maybe
3: meta just add any I- i'll talk about it meta add anything that i'm missing no go ahead exactly. just okay so the hawaii thing is he like meta said he brought out a ton of people he brought out like rizzo was there a lot uh, meta do you know who mike i'm sure you know who mike dean is yep genius he's unbelievable he's worked on a lot of Kanye albums. But like and everyone, Kanye, singers, rappers, writers, yeah, amazing.
1: There the, was there was it, one mu- my beauty. OK, not to cut you off. All right. The theory is no, no, don't even apologize. The theory is that that is when he flew Pusha T out to Hawaii and yes. then they became super close. And Pusha T supposedly wrote most of "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy" for Kanye. And then he—that's like when that hit and blew up. Kanye made him VP. Can I just square up a joke before you pass yeah. back
2: to Zach? Uh, this story sounds like how me and Matt met, which was uh, at the fire festival. Because we went out to Hawaii together. Remember that Matt when we were in that fire festival situation together? We went out to Hawaii, we shared a tent, I gave you an angry, and never mind, I won't say, um, I'm editing myself. I did, I gave you my second
0: meat of the day. You gave me a blank card that doesn't do anything? See, I was going to say, you were talking about Dean, I was like, the only Dean I know is Belenko.
3: Oh, I love him, the man of a thousand moves. I've heard a story that like Kanye wanted everybody to hear the music. So like a guy would come deliver pizza and he'd be like, yo, you want to hear this? What do you think? He really cares about what other people think. I mean, obviously. Yeah. But I heard that Pusha to T had to rewrite his verse on runaway four times. He's like, nah, it's got to be I more good The thing I don't airing. like
2: about that is how dope like Wolves sounded before he messed with it. I need it.
1: Okay. Uh, all right. T-Mac, shut up. Shut up. I got I got a. I I got a real good point. Actually, Zach. Um, sorry, T-Mac. I love you. So check this out. You say, I've heard that same story about how Pusha T had to rewrite a million times, right? Now, here's some insight. I know a dude who was part of the production team on SNL when he did Runaway on SNL, right? So this dude told me, like firsthand, he was there, I guess it's a secondhand, right? He was there and he told me directly. He told me that Kanye came in and he seemed like he was like. He seemed like the type of dude who seemed like a drug addict, but wasn't actually on drugs. And he was finishing the words to run away before the SNL taping. And he was just trying to like jot them down on a piece of paper. And he kept asking for like loose leaf paper. And he had a pencil. He's a pencil guy, not a pen guy, apparently. I don't know how true that is, but yo, I heard that. And, and I heard your story too. So like something had to happen. But
3: like, if you, there are some songs on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy that there are no songs that have been made in the last 10, 11 years that could compare. Well, like you haven't heard like- my music.
1: Um, you haven't heard my music. Apparently that being said, I also, here's what's funny. Just before you go a little bit deeper into your point, there was an interview where Kanye said, he said that I understood exactly what people wanted and I knew how to make a perfect song for the people. And then he said, I had to do my beautiful dark twist of fantasy just so I could be
3: allowed to release new slaves. Which is, first of all, y- yeah, that make that makes sense. I was going to say a song like So Appalled, Gorgeous. I, I love fantasy, oh, both So Appalled. Yes. In, yes. In, can, yes. I,
2: can I ask Matt a question real quick? You you hit on a, a nerve, if I may take this in a different direction briefly, because I had this jotted down before I forget, mumble rap. And Zach and I both had a strong reaction to it. So I was curious if you could talk about that a little
0: bit. Well, I mean, so other than... The name of this episode is probably going to be the Kanye Hour. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Mumble Rap. Uh, so, I mean, from what I've heard, and, you know, the, I'm sure whatever I hear is only like the uh, cookie cutter version of it. Uh, it. Is. Who do you
2: consider Mumble Rap out of curiosity? But like, if I were to say Machine Gun Kelly
0: or Lil Peep, would you say either of those are Mumble Rap?
1: Mumble Rap is my podcast after I'm way too drunk. <laughs>
0: well, well, see, that's the thing. I, I haven't put that much thought into it to say, well, this artist is and this artist isn't type of thing. So I couldn't tell you who's doing what. I mean, if, if I hear it, it's it's a lot of, you know, it goes back to just a computerized beat. And there's lyrics in there that are very hard to understand. Well, here, first of all, and then second of all, if you do hear or look at the lyrics, me as a white guy, uh, not in the urban community or any type of that uh, field like that, I have zero idea what they're talking about. So there's so many... Yeah, yeah. There's so many, like, interwoven, like, references that, like, you have to know that a person A has a problem with person B, or person yeah, yeah, C yeah, has a personal problem with A, but then B also has a problem with, with D, and then hmm. that's... There's so much research uh, to listen to a song, I think. Otherwise, there's so much missed on it. And Zach, I saw you had a point. So,
3: my th- like, mumble rap, like, is not, like, an inaccurate term. Because, like, it's kind of hard to hear some of these guys. Like, they're rappers like Little Yachty and, like, Little Or even name? Future. Oh, no, but see, like, little I feel like there's different categories of mumble rap. Someone like Little Yachty, Little Pump are like just awful to me. Like they're just not good. But then you get into people who I like more like a young thug, a future. And I think there's like I think there's brilliance. More so with young thug. Like Can I make a hot take real quick? Young sure. Thug
1: and Future are Lil Wayne. Can I ask you a question?
0: Like, how, 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 have, have I of you
1: looked
2: into uh or do you know about like the Chicago tradition and like a lot of the rap that's coming up there Uh, yeah yeah yeah. i didn't want to use drill as a name but um like there's a lot of interesting stuff
1: yeah even now with like
2: a lot of the people that are dying in there and a lot of the stuff that are coming out of the housing projects a lot of people don't know michelle obama grew up on what oblock so it's kind of an interesting uh, place where there's a lot of musicians and then
3: so matt kind of going back to what you were saying you make a good point I don't relate to the struggles that these people went through. Right. Like, I don't relate to that lifestyle, but I, I respect that they're so open about it in their music and that what drives, what drives it. But what I like most about rap music, see, I've been into rap music for a while. There are songs that have come out in the last two years that would not even be discussed like five plus years ago, just wouldn't happen. Rap hit the mainstream like the main mainstream a few years ago, but you know, like i it's a feeling. How more old than are you? anything else? How old am I? yeah i'm twenty six
1: yeah that's that's interesting to me because i'm thirty three and my parents are I'm like the youngest. both of my parents are over sixty five. And I remember my older sisters hitting me with rap. There's, like, waves of it. it Can comes I comment in. on
2: that meta real quick? Exactly what you're talking about, but it's always been a voice of, like, dissent and a voice of, like, the cool and the hip. Now it's become more of, like, a pop genre. And I think in that way it's crossed over to the mainstream.
1: For sure. But it also did that in 1996 when Jay-Z came, or not Jay-Z, P. Diddy came out with Bling Rap. You know, it it goes and it comes back and it goes and it comes back and it's interesting and it depends on the entire context of our social structure at that moment, because. Listen, I've been I've been shouting this from the rooftops as a child. Rap music is the voice. Rap is the voice for the people who have no voice. As Jay-Z said in his first album, Reasonable Doubt, that dude said, I am the news for the place where news people never come. That is what rap started as. And I would love it to remain that way, but, you know, I mean, let's be real. If dudes are out here doing zannies and drinking and lean and going to strip clubs i mean if that's what it is that's what it is maybe i'm not into it but you no, know no.
2: i was just curious if matt had heard about the drill thing in the chicago scene it's a, it's a really interesting story to me so i just didn't know if you'd heard of that like fbg duck got shot and killed like there's a lot of up-and-coming rappers that are in that scene like where how little yaddy started and little losey vert uh, no i don't all
0: this like uh Like I said, going back to like I'm not really into following, yeah, all the backstories and what happened.
2: Oh, word, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And it it proves your point. It proves your point. Eh. It proves your point, though, because when I brought him up, I immediately attached it to another person, like that story.
0: So I mean, this is like the the last, like actually one of my favorite rap songs of all songs of all time. Not like across all genres, is actually Natural Born Killers. You mentioned that to me, Matt. Well, you look at me, I'm like, oh, he's he's listening to like Ginger, Lamb of God. You throw in some Natural Born Killers, and I'll, I'll start going through the song. I have a question for Meta.
3: Yes. So you seem pretty well versed with music, but I'm going to focus on rap. Right? That's pretty accurate to say. Sure. All right. Do you know who Brock Hampton is? Are
1: Yeah. It's like it's like a group of between like seven to tw- <laughs> they got
3: <laughs> Brock at so yeah. They are. Really unique, like there's like fourteen of them, but like more than half of them are like behind the scenes stuff. You know, like editors, managers, producers. But what are you a fan? I'll elaborate more. I'm just interested to know your knowledge about them.
1: No, I think they're hit or miss. They're problematic. No, (laughs) what? Yeah, they
0: are. Just like
1: um, no, not at all. No, uh, I like their I like their vibe. I like their vibe. I like their wave. Wow. Generally speaking, I like hear- them more than I dislike yeah. them. I'm not a huge fan of every song, but Brockhampton? Bro, Brockhampton? See, I don't know any, any of the behind the scenes, any of that.
0: Yeah, I don't know about any of that. So, the guy, the guy that kicked out, was that their Marty Gennetti? <laughs> Oh, no, he had some
3: pretty significant allegations against him. And they they actually kicked him out like five minutes before he was they were supposed to go on stage. They're like, you're not performing. And then they held their
2: uh, little protest, you know, with their hands together. They were crying as they kicked the dude out who was a predator and a problem. I don't think they've done much then. And that's karma. I have seen him live a few times, but I've always uh, thought they were disingenuous. I watched their fans, you know, kind of yell at people who. We're trying to take a stand and say, like, you should kick that dude out. I don't know. It's left a bad taste in my mouth.
0: So I'm not really hearing any difference between that and HBK.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's so true. They, um, they, um,
0: yeah, they uh, they released
3: two albums since then. They addressed it a little bit recently in the last album, but, like, they're from what I've heard in interviews and through their music, like, they're obviously like, yeah, we wish it didn't come to this, but, like, they're like we made the right decision by kicking them out.
1: Can I ask you a question? Me? Yeah, sure. So you you posited this original question to me. It Good seemed word. like you were interested in my opinion politically.
3: Uh, oh no, no,
1: Did I, no, no, no I couldn't... wasn't
3: asking anything political. Yeah, no, there, no, they're I brought I brought that into okay. it. Not
1: him. Yeah, I'm just I'm just like, uh, eh, like, no, no, I I no, same that. thing. Same thing with Kanye. It's just like. That's your own personal business. But that one banger was a banger. Which one? (laughs) Which one? Uh, Runaway. uh, Oh, so uh, you you know what I'm saying? Like, you have bangers. Okay. And you could vote for someone. Okay. But I still like this song.
3: I like a lot of his music still. I like all these songs. (laughs) I'm not gonna just stop liking his music.
1: Dum just, dum, dum, bum, bum. dum 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 da da
0: dum 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 dum. Cheers to the rock, yo! Oh. I thought I thought you were going Bone Thugs there for a second. There, I'm like bum 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 bum.
3: Song, uh, my mind is playing tricks on me by the yes. Ghetto Boy. That's yes. a freaking cool ass song. Yes.
0: Ugh. I thought that was R. Kelly. <laughs> 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 my mind tell me no <laughs> that's bump and grind uh, <laughs>
1: no that was Mariah Carey because she was dating Tommy Mottola bump
3: <laughs> well, my body's
1: telling me yeah bump 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 bum, 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 bones bump bones
2: now what are those figures you got behind you Doug I can't help but, but stare Uh Can you, I don't know your room for the viewers subscribe to them let's
3: see what you got so
0: I am a terrible collector. I have, um, you know, Funko Pops that I immediately take out of the box. I, like, as soon as I open them, they're out of the box. So, directly behind me is all Poison Ivy figurines. There's a Joker there and a, and a Harley Quinn. And Love. can't really see it, but there is a Batman being choked by Wonder Woman right here. Wow. God, you're a DC fanboy like I am. Matt,
2: have you seen the new Poison Ivy show?
0: No, I haven't. I... Oh, my God, it's
2: unreal. You have to see.
0: Um. So what you can't see... I'm sorry, see... what was on the second row? Yeah. Uh, there are Pickle Ricks, so I have both of I'm them. i Pickle Rick. <laughs> and then I also got some cornhole bags in between them. Uh, but in front of me, I have all my Harley Quinn stuff, which you can't really see, so...
2: I took some heat on Metis Podcast for defending DC because I'm a hardcore fanboy, so uh, if you could see the other side of my little podcast studio... I collect Batman figures, Black Manta figures, Joker figures. So I saw a little Joker back there. I got excited. But yeah, the Harley Quinn um uh cartoon is like uh, R-rated. So it's pretty funny. There are a lot of like throwbacks to stuff that are explained in R-rated.
0: And that's only on the DC network, right? No. So the DC network pretty much
2: got absolved into HBO Max. So if you have HBO Max for all their original stuff, like you're watching The Flight Attendant, whatever, go scope that show out. I promise you. It's hilarious.
0: I think we were all, I was on the show when we were talking about DC and Marvel and uh you know how I wish DC had better mo- movies than Marvel does. I think their animated show, show or movies are excellent. Their live action is terrible. But I haven't watched any of the things that the, that's on like the what was the DC yeah. network.
2: You have to go see that for sure. I was on the DC network the first day I was amped.
0: I uh I'm not
3: a big superhero movie fan, but like the Dark Knight series is pretty unreal. And the new one with Pattinson looks, the trailer looked really good, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I thought it looked really good with new elements that I was unsure of. Have you seen that, Matt?
0: I don't think so. I might have, but it doesn't ring a bell as it's sticking out, type of thing. I'd love
2: to get your live reaction to you
3: watching this.
0: So, it's
3: like... On YouTube. It's going to depict, like, a Batman who, like, just started getting into the world of crime fighting. I'm cautiously optimistic, but I loved Wonder Woman, the first one,
2: and the last one was an abomination like Justice League. First one was so good. I didn't see the second one. Yeah, this one was almost as bad as Justice League. I gave it 30 seconds, or I gave Justice
3: League 10 seconds. Justice League was rough. But I did like Batman and Superman. They could have made it so good. I don't really understand. Like, uh, yeah, I think the casting was kind of off, probably. Like, it's hard to tell who could have done. It just wasn't good. Director's cut coming soon. The Zack Snyder director cut, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I heard it's super long.
0: I'm excited. I'm kind of disappointed. Like, somebody that I work with gave me a copy of Wonder Woman. It's sitting on my computer, and I just have not watched it yet. But I heard it's fantastic. Don't. don't, don't watch it if you're feeling depressed. It'll push you over the edge. What, wow. the first yeah. one? or?
3: Did you, did you like Man of Steel?
2: Uh, I did. I watched you it in, in my growth where I was feeling a little emotional as a person. So it struck a chord with me. Um, I didn't go see Batman and Superman because people said it was so bad. It is. I'm such a DC fanboy. See, I went to see it, and maybe because of the low expectations, I immediately saw it again because I was shocked at how much I didn't hate it. There was one great scene what I compare to is like a sick movie that gives me a little comfort. Like you watch when you're sick. What scene did you love?
3: I thought the scene where um, Ben Affleck was dreaming and then they were fighting in the rain. That was unbelievable. I was sick. That was, I, was I like, really enjoyed it. And a lot right? of people didn't, but I get it.
2: It was no dark night. Um, but yeah, since then it's been rough. Obviously suicide squad was
3: terrible. Just Do you know why it was bad? You know why? What, this is just what I heard. I could be wrong, but they cut out a lot of scenes. It was supposed to be rated R. They commercialized it. It could have been so much better. They like gave it a soundtrack. They made a PG thirteen. I will say, a lot of the supporting cast wasn't really great. There was so much potential there,
0: which They're is coming easy. out with a new one. So let's so, hope. Matt, did you find that on YouTube? Uh, no, I haven't looked it up. Uh, it's really you great. have to. You got to check so, it out. Man. Uh, so while we're talking about this, um, you know what I really liked, and I don't know if it's just because I'm a fanboy. But the uh, the Harley Quinn, um, uh, what was the uh, subcontext of that? Where um, the emancipation of something or other—I forget what it was called.
2: What was this? A comic or no? It
0: was it was a movie, the Harley Quinn movie. Um, birds of prey. Yeah, uh, no, it was the emancipation. Yeah, it was birds of prey. Yeah, but I, I thought it, I forgot. It, I saw. I thought it felt followed the comics pretty well, so it, the fact that you know there were some some cheeseball m- moments in there, but I thought it was. For, what was your favorite
2: scene in that? Because I have one that stands out.
0: I, I mean, you can't really go wrong with the fight scene in the jail. I mean, that was that was pretty fantastic. Yeah. Um, although when I went to go see that in the theater, that's exactly when the movie theater stopped. It would like I lose audio. You see picture. You see, oh no. So. Sucks. Luckily they they suck. gave us like free passes, which I still have because you know, movie theaters are closed now. But they got us into a different one and you know, I was like, Oh yeah, they cut up just as the fight scene began. Ugh. So I thought maybe it was like artistic uh, expression of they don't want to show all the violence and stuff, and I'm like, Oh no, they did <laughs>
2: That happened to me with Deadpool. Deadpool got in right to the beginning, like ten minutes in and then shut off. Everybody had to go outside. It was like a fire alarm. And they gave us passes, and I haven't been able to reuse them. Um, But uh, my favorite scene in that uh, was at the bank. I thought that was a super cool scene. But now that I think about it, maybe that was at the jail, where it's all super slow-mo and the rain's falling and stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's one of those other things. I got that, and I just got to rewatch it. But I've been... Yeah, New Wonder Woman, two thumbs down. Yeah, that's what I heard. Other than the fact that she forces herself on the other guy.
2: Honestly, Meta was dead on. I watched 30 seconds of it. I got on Twitter and said, I'm about to watch it. I'm a fanboy, so I rate high. And Meta said, it's trash. And within literally 10 minutes, which is better than Justice League, which was five minutes, I gave it up in 10 minutes. I was like, this is an
3: abomination. The thing with Justice League is that like, I've only seen a few, like I've seen Man of Steel. (laughs) I feel like Zack Snyder could have done a better job. I don't
1: Bro, I just want to say, you come off as a lawyer. You were like, yo,
3: the thing would just...
2: He's trying to was- hop in before you unmute <laughs> un-
3: you. you know what? That's not... I'm not taking that as a diss. I'm taking that as a compliment because... I, it's not a I, diss. I, it's just I what happened. That. You just came in like a lawyer. It's how, it's how I... It's just how I speak. And, you know, I don't even notice it sometimes. But anyway... Do you concentrate? Are you concentrating? No, I just speak. I don't even think. <laughs> I just talk. But... I don't even you think I, I just it, talk. It it, it works, it doesn't work, but I feel like so, like, I didn't see why.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah Justice Mute you yourself sorry.
3: so he can talk about Justice League. Christ, we're actually curious. Justice League. I'm no, sorry that it bores you, but some <laughs> of us would like to talk about it. I'm interested. That's why I'm giggling. It wasn't so Zack Snyder-esque. Like, I feel like it was missing something. It was missing that Zack... Like, I feel like Man of Steel had it. Like it really matched what he's used to creating. Well, he only
2: did half the movie, maybe even less.
3: Justice League?
2: Yeah, so um his son died in the middle of making the movie in a tragic
3: Okay, right. That's why there's a director's that's, cut. That's why there's out. a director's that- cut.
2: So Josh Weldon stepped in and basically they were trying to rush it. There was a mix. So that movie isn't what he had in mind. But again he- Do
1: you think that he would know his name if he saw him in heaven?
2: come on man it's a dead kid but he did i would normally right. laugh at that, that is, but I, that is freaking yeah, i'm not powerful. trying to throw you under the bus but uh he was the same guy who did batman superman which a lot of people didn't love anyway but i'm curious to see if justice league is saved
3: well first first of all the not i'm not like a big comic book fan i don't i didn't have any prior exposure to lex luther but jesse eisenberg as lex luther was like terrible casting right
0: I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, I didn't think it was that bad either. It, it wasn't great, not... but like yeah. you know who's underrated hardcore? Because
1: I don't know why this movie got thrown under the bus, but yo, Kevin
3: Spacey as Lex Luthor was fire. What almost he means in the original nope. Superman, the one that came out a while ago, right?
1: No, Kevin Spacey is uh what Batman Returns no. or whatever. Yes. Kevin really? Spacey was the dude like 2008, 2006. Wow,
2: Lex maybe? I did not know that, man. Wow, you just blew my mind. Matt, did you know that?
0: I, yeah, yeah I, but I can't remember which Batman it was from. Uh, that sounds familiar, but...
1: Wow. It's the one that people... No, Superman. not Batman.
0: That's what I said. Yeah, oh,
1: Superman.
2: I don't remember that at all. Lex wow. I don't
1: Superman. remember him being
2: that
1: one. And And yeah, he was from the Superman that people wrote oh, off Superman as returns. garbage. Superman Returns.
2: Oh, that's why yeah. that was a garbage movie.
3: That's why. Yeah, yeah, but he was fact, a great. I love character.
2: your watch. What watch are you
3: wearing? It's a Timex, thirty dollars.
2: Matt, do you like watches? Do you have any watches in your vicinity? How do you like to keep time?
0: Uh, I mean, other than my smartwatch, I'm not. I've never been a watch person. I got a couple of pocket watches that my grandfather gave me. Uh, that's cool. They they're wind up, so they still work. So I that's mean, that's dope. Yeah.
2: Trying to give the viewers the inside access.
0: So actually, I, I know this is only uh gonna be seen by us, but there's a tattoo on my forearm of my grandfather's. That's dope. I just exactly. nice. can you describe That's...
3: that to the people since you have tattoos and I don't? Yeah, uh that is a stopwatch, and it looks like Matt, I'm having a little trouble making out what the it almost looks like a flame.
0: Oh, it's like it's kind of almost like a tree of life uh so there's a timepiece, and it's kind of like uh the the actual clock of it is has a broken face for i mean the loss of my grandfather you know time stopped and you know what was his name Matt? uh is gene eugene gene yeah did he believe in god and stuff or was he a religious man yeah i mean we we come from a roman catholic background so well i hope you don't
2: mind me saying god bless and hope he's in a better better place that's a cool tattoo man God bless that
3: is a cool tattoo matt
0: I have eight. So I have a lot. I also have him, and it's like on my chest of how my grandparents actually met. Uh, When he was in the Navy, he uh, went to the theater, saw my grandmother, who was a ticket attendant, and they eventually got married for like 50 years. In America? Yeah. Uh, Okay. I I want to say Florida, but I can't remember. But uh, so I have their birth and death dates on a ticket with. Before the war? After the
2: war, did they meet?
0: This is two World War Two, I think. Oh wow! So they uh, met during the war, damn. Yeah. So uh yeah. So I have their birth and death dates, their name. I met one. It's kind of like she was also a nurse. So I have the. uh Oh wow! In uh, the name,
2: the navy, or a nurse for like hospitals?
0: For hospitals, she wasn't in the uh armed forces. He was. So I got a naval yeah. anchor, and I got uh, what was her name? Uh, Betty. Betty,
2: and what did you get for her? Sorry,
0: I cut down. So it's the um. uh the the, the uh, snake wrapped around the staff with the wings, Caduceus staff, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So and it's also and it's also God. it's also mirrored. So when I'm looking into it, like getting washed in the morning, I can I always see you know I'm always oh, wow. reminded of my grandparents. So Gene and Betty,
3: God bless, rest in peace. I Love tattoos. I'm gonna get a lot more. I, I haven't gotten one
2: yet. I want to, but I just want it to mean nothing or be Bigfoot related. So I'm waiting for that night. I get drunk every once in a while with, like, my wife's friends or something. And I'm like, who can do a stick and poke? And they always talk me out of it because I'm drunk. But I'm like, I just want a random tattoo that just happens sometime. Like, I don't want it to mean something because it's too late in my life. I'm 32. Like, it doesn't have to mean something at this point,
3: you know? Well, I will say this. I will say this about tattoos. You really only need to be, like, 90% sure. You're never going to be 100% sure. It's just not going to happen. I have... The first tattoo I got, I was like, oh, like, I like this artist. I'll get it. But now, like, but now I'm at a point where it's like, if I think it looks good, I'm going to get it.
1: As a dude who has zero tattoos, I'm going to say when it comes to tattoos, you need to be 110% sure. And that's where you and I I disagree on that 20%. Sure.
2: Yes. Matt, um, what if, like, you had, like, what if you had, like, a fundraiser? And the highest bidder got to tattoo me with stick and poke for like the name of their podcast.
0: Wait. Would I be supporting of you getting a tattoo of something that you don't want? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying
2: like what if you had like a like a go what if you had like a Patreon or something, people pledged money, and whoever supported the podcast, your podcast the most, I would offer myself up to get a tattoo of whatever they wanted.
0: Hey, if you want to be a, a walking billboard with firing synapses, do yeah. <laughs> you think people would like that? You think people would Probably <laughs> yeah. yes. Well, the the people on this this these screens definitely would. <laughs> oh. I got five on it. Ooh, we're already raising money. This is
2: good. I like that.
1: We'll spend one percent to charity
2: and the rest on the podcast, yes. so we feel the better. charity
0: of my pocket.
1: <laughs> hey, let's do a better one. What if we got everyone to raise money so I bought a tattoo gun? And gave T Mac a tattoo myself live on air.
0: That'd be a good podcast. You live be on like air. The, uh, I feel like the I'm jackass there. where uh, Henry Rollins is giving him a smiley face in the back of a Hummer.
2: Exactly. I feel like I've been doing all the behind the scenes. I just want to say, since COVID, two things I've been thinking about: so I um, putting, putting. That's funny. Putting nail polish and, and dyeing my hair. And I just want to say, both of you gentlemen look uh, very fa- very attractive right now. I can't stand
3: up. In fact, both of you are very, uh, very nice looking gentlemen. I love it. It's two things I'm no, thinking let me, about. Let me, let me tell you about painting nails. Because
1: I'm sold. on. I've wanted to.
3: Let, Dye me, my tell hair. You, let me
1: tell you. Right. Tell me more. Tell me more. I won't put up a fight.
2: My motivation was people used to get their ears pierced because the normies hated it. And now normies have their ears pierced.
3: So I'm like, what aren't people doing? Men aren't painting their nails. Let me tell you. Why don't I I piss off the normies by painting my nails? Let me tell you about painting nails. I've been doing it for like close to four months now. And it's changed my life. So (laughs) like women are more attracted to me. I feel more Mm. confident. Like Mm. I now am at a point where I don't give a, you know, I don't care what anybody thinks about it. If it, I feel like if it makes you happy, do it. Can I ask a practical question about? Sure.
2: Is it like now that you can't go in movie theaters because uh, no snacks allowed?
1: We should let that marinate. No, no,
2: no. You can't go in movie theaters now that you have the, the polish on your nails because there's no snacks allowed in movie theaters. And you look like a snack.
3: <laughs> are you following? These are compliments, bro. <laughs> now I do. well, When you said I look like a snack. Listen, my hair looks like crap. It's just the nails. I appreciate disagree, it. Disagree. Disagree. don't look I'm, bad either. All right. Listen. I don't mind dishing out. The stuff. only
1: listen, the only snack he looks like is broccoli. And broccoli is not a real snack. I'm just I'm saying, sorry. Matt's
2: hair and Zach's nails right now together is like what I'm
3: what I I want to do in COVID. They're killing. Me.
1: Would you call him a Zach attack?
3: No. Zach a snack is terrible,
1: Zach is that Ooh. Yo, nice Ooh. Wow. Let me ask you something. If Zach was a pre-packaged snack, what nation would he be from? Because I feel like he would be like some Turkish Kit Kat
3: type. What do you th- I love this podcast. Damn.
0: Oh, you haven't even been online yet. I,
3: no, I, I really wait, want wait.
0: to. I, I, I want to uh, go back uh, to Turkish Kit Kats. <laughs> is that a thing? Okay. Okay. Here's the
1: thing. Here, here is the thing. So my girlfriend is very bad with money and she joined multiple snack boxes, monthly snack boxes, where they just send you a bunch of like high sugar snacks from other countries and they have a theme every month and every box that they send you. We just got one from Korea and there was a bunch of good, tasty snacks in the Korean snack pack, but there was Korean Twix. It was Korean white chocolate Twix. And bro, I tasted cacao in the actual Twix bars. They were fun size, so they were always disappointing. They are so delicious that I like squirrel them away. I hid them from my girlfriend. She doesn't care about me, so she doesn't listen to my podcast or your podcast or anything I'm involved with. So she'll never know. But I got a few squirreled away and then I save them for when I buy organic whole milk.
0: See, I-, I thought it was gonna be like it's Bark Box, and she just relabeled all the packaging. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Great pandemic advice. So I'm getting box from Korea for food.
1: I don't know. She gets tested three times a week and we're all so good. For so what? I don't know. For COVID-19. Oh, okay. How does
2: everything else come out,
1: though? Uh, it comes out chunky and watery at the back end. It's too much liquor. I have too much time on my hands and too much doors in the closet. Matt, I've
2: got too much time on my hands. Can you send uh, that for us? Uh... uh no. I've got too, I've much, got too
0: much, much time, time on, on my hands. hands. Well, see, I thought you were going to say it's kind of like in the episode of The Simpsons where there's so much of viruses that they just bottleneck each other, so everything else, you know, it's 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 safe for everybody. <laughs> All right, Mr.
1: Burns.
3: What's oh yeah,
1: Mr. Burns he gets stuck in doorways. Viruses. Name?
0: I don't
3: know. <laughs> two th- two things. Okay. T Paint your nails. You'll like it. Black would probably fit your aesthetic pretty well.
0: And, and T-Mac would like the it, and, and get a, a get a kill and play cornhole, which is very fun to do, by the way. Yeah, do all that so stuff.
3: I I never watched The Simpsons. Well, I'll, I'll preface it. I spent a summer a few years ago watching The Simpsons. I probably watched hundred episodes. I'm a big Family Guy fan. Have been since like I was nine. It's it's like one of my favorite shows ever. There was one episode. That, are you guys big Simpsons fans? I yeah. can assume. I've... Okay. Did you see the episode where Lisa was depressed with Michael Jackson? I don't remember. It was like a season two episode. It hit me hard. I was like, "Yo, this is." I'm like struggle with that type of stuff. Like I'm I'm diagnosed and everything. So like I was like, "Oh my god, this is so real." This came out in like early '90s. That episode. So I was like, "This is crazy." She was like seven at the time. Well, she has an
0: age from so... day one, but. There's an episode where there's a big uh, big white guy who plays the piano who pretends he's Michael Jackson and then it's actually voiced by Michael Jackson, you know. So I I don't know if that's the episode you're talking about or No, she has multiple episodes
1: because then there's the one with bleeding gums Murphy and then there's different ones where she like has to reconcile her relationships in school by being smarter than people that she's younger than. There's all sorts of things with Lisa. And the other day, uh, my girlfriend saw a Twitter post and it was like, it was the Simpsons predicting the storm on the Capitol. And she was like, oh, my God, how did the Simpsons know? And I'm like, bro, Google Simpsons coincidences. There's thousands of them.
2: Before we get off of what Zach said, I just wanted to mention that this was also on my list because I came with three music things I wanted to share. And the second one was uh, that depression music, not as it seemed when you were younger. It always seemed dope when you were younger. And now when I listen back to it, I'm like, damn, Thursday and Dashboard Confessional
3: don't hold up. So I found the Simpsons episode. It was called Moaning Lisa. She coped with her depression by playing the saxophone. Yeah, that's that's a Bleeding the Guns Murphy one.
1: Bleeding Gums Murphy. That yeah. episode hit me really
3: hard. <laughs> like I still think about it sometimes. That's the one I remember most.
0: So on that note, let me, uh, let me, before I end this episode, because I know we've started talking about music, so we finished talking about music. So let me allow uh, Meta, where can the people find you that they're interested in? They want to hear more from you.
1: Musically, Meta World Sessions on YouTube. Generally speaking, at Metal World Thief on all socials, Flapping Gums podcast on YouTube, where T-Mac is a frequent co-collaborator, not quite a co-host. Also, my dude, Machu Hamadi, he's a, a frequent co-collaborator. And I have a feeling that Zach is going to make an appearance.
3: Soon. I would really, thank you for having really me. like that a lot. Hey, Mac, how about yourself?
2: Uh, I just want to say I thought it I was the co-host. He's named uh, episodes and said I was the co-host. Said it.
1: That's why Noah asked you to think. I
2: turned my Twitter to say that I was the co-host, and that's been most of my promotions on stage is the host of the podcast. So, Matt, maybe I could be the co-host of yours if you take me in, Zach.
1: to see what he does. What, I wanted, he to, what to I wanted
2: to do with my
0: shout out was no to one shout asked out, him
1: to be the
2: co-host. Shout out your
0: podcast, Matt. Can you shout out this podcast name again? And where sure. Uh, the name of this show is, is Firing Synapses. So that's found everywhere podcasts are found. Also on all your socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Firing Synapses, wherever you find them.
1: He needed... No, there's no shoutouts. Yes, there go he goes in asked order me, and he finishes he asked it. Me to give there is a way to Metta? do a podcast. Metta, if
2: you were here on time, you would have heard me say that I will use my plug time to plug Matt and Zach's podcast instead.
0: But you weren't here. Go ahead, Zach. Let's break. it wait, 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 pa- Where can pause, the people pause. find you? This is not the meta show. <laughs> this is the match show.
1: <laughs> no, I did do that. I'm not going to lie. He's a liar. But I'll be oh, honest Wait, wait, with wait.
0: You. wait. Oh, oh, you're already, you're already muted. Uh, wait, wait. Here we go. Wait, where, you keep jumping around on my list. Okay. Zach, where can people find
3: you? <laughs> okay. First of all, T Mac, don't change a thing, man. I appreciate all the compliments. I love it. Um, I like how comfortable you are, I like that a lot. But my podcast is Strangers No More, it is on Apple Music, it's on Spotify. Um, there is another podcast with the same name, mine is a blue logo with two silhouettes two, yeah, silhouette faces. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Strangers No More Pod. I just launched recently. Please listen, review it if you can. Matt was a guest on the show recently, so any support
0: and listeners would be helpful. But I'm glad I was here. Thank you, guys. Uh, T Mac, did you have anything else to say? And I know you kind of got interrupted. Nope,
2: nope. I just, I don't have anything particular to plug. I do stand up in the Boston area as Mac? So if you're around, I have a podcast, but I'm mostly visiting podcasts and just having fun. So thank you again for having me. Thank you, every, everyone, for who listens to this podcast and supports you, Matt. You, you're the best. Thank you for being such a gracious host.
0: I appreciate all of you, and I appreciate all of the listeners. So with that note, I'm going to say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Peace, y'all. You have been listening to Firing Synapses with Matt Hammity. I want to thank everyone who listened to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with your friends. Also, feel free to send all questions, comments, constructive criticisms, and new topics to mhamityphoto at gmail.com That's M-H-A-M-I-D-Y photo at gmail.com It just may end up on a future episode. If you would also like to help the show, you can follow me on all your social media platforms, which includes Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It only takes a couple of seconds and it's still free. Otherwise, Goodbye, everybody.